Hi, I'm so glad that you were able to join today. Come on in. Sit with us while we have conversations, while we listen to a word of encouragement and motivation, while we reflect on scripture that will build you up, encourage you, even clarify some things that you have read that have not been clear. It's time for fresh bread. Come and dine. A blessing awaits you. From First Samuel 16, First Samuel 16, we we'll read in selected verses from verse 1 through to about verse 15. God addressed Samuel. So, how long are you going to mope over Saul? You know I have rejected him as king over Israel. Fill your flask with anointing oil and get going. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I've spotted the very king I want among his sons. I can't do that, said Samuel. Saul will hear about it and kill me. God said, take a heifer with you and announce I've come to lead you in worship of God with this heifer as a sacrifice. Make sure Jesse gets invited. I'll let you know what to do next. I'll point out the one you are to anoint. Samuel did what God told him when he arrived at Bethlehem. The town fathers greeted him, but apprehensively. Is there something wrong? Nothing's wrong. I've come to sacrifice this heifer and lead you in the worship of God. Prepare yourselves, be consecrated, and join me in worship. He made sure Jesse and his sons were also consecrated and called to worship. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, here he is, God's anointed. But God told Samuel, looks aren't everything. Don't be impressed with his looks and stature. I've already eliminated him. God judges people differently than humans do. Men and women look at the face, but God looks at the heart. Jesse then called up Abinadab and presented him to Samuel. Samuel said, this man isn't God's choice either. Next, Jesse presented Shammah. Samuel said, no, no, this man isn't either. Jesse presented his seven sons to Samuel. Samuel was blunt with Jesse. God hasn't chosen any of these. Then he asked Jesse, is this it? Are there no more sons? Well, yes, there's the runt. But he's out tending the sheep. Samuel ordered Jesse to go get him. We're not moving from this spot until he's here. Jesse sent for him. He was brought in the very picture of health, bright-eyed, good-looking. God said, up on your feet, anoint him. This is the one. 
Samuel took his flask of oil and anointed him with his brother standing around watching. The Spirit of God entered David like a rush of wind, God vitally empowering him for the rest of his life. Wow. 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 What a tremendous story of anointing a tremendous story outlining the details with which god moves deliberately to show himself as the one who controls the direction and the affairs of israel and how he puts one up takes the other down and moves in a deliberate way to fulfill his will and his purpose. But there seems to be a sense in which as we read this story and we read what comes after this anointing, the Bible says in uh, verse uh, verse 14, that at that very moment, the Spirit of God left Saul and in its place, a black mood sent by God settled on him and he was terrified. He was terrified. The Bible tells us as the story went on, that they went to look for some for a man who could play the harp and identified one of the young sons from Jesse's household. I want to ask us to reflect, to reflect, to reflect as we contemplate that denial delay is not denial but i want us to reflect on this thought while i'm waiting while i'm waiting and, and i i know it's a phrase i know that it is incomplete because I pray that at the end of the reflection that you will be able to complete the thought for your specific situation. While I am waiting, what? While I am waiting, what? While I am waiting, fill in the blanks. While I am waiting, what? David, as much as God was deliberate in coming to his house pouring the oil over all of those that were not the right ones i i i i got struck by that because god is accurate and god had in this story been deliberate to instruct samuel 
about what exactly he was supposed to do and how he was supposed to do it. But when he got to the house, instead of saying, I see you have your sons here, but I know that one is missing, the one that God has chosen to anoint, he goes through one by one by one. Every member of the family gathered in that place to watch, to witness the anointing of David. And many of us are like David, relegated to the rest of the work, the work that grown people don't do, the uncelebritous work, the, the work that has no, 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 no fortune attached to it, the work that is not work that moves you from the back to the front, but can push you further and further into the field away from where the action is and because we have been given that work sometimes as uh, as much as we enjoy doing what we're doing sometimes uh, as much as we are prospering in the place where we have been put sometimes we become frustrated that's why I want to call us to reflection, to, to call us to, to contemplate what are you doing while you are waiting? What am I doing while I am waiting? While I am out there, I know that I can take care of sheep well. I have done so well with taking care of sheep that... It did not matter what was coming against my sheep. I was standing against it because I am so, I'm so good at it. Is there a time when I will graduate? I, I, I hear somebody thinking that thought. Graduate from taking care of sheep to taking care of people. Is there a time when he will call me away from catching fish? To evangelizing people. For others, you enter into this story when David comes into the room, when Samuel identifies the calling that is on his life, the, the chosen and uh, an appointed one of God, and the oil pours out on him. Many of us have been prophesied to. Many of us have been had hands laid on. Many of us, the, the very oil of anointing has been poured to freely flow over our heads. And after the oil has messed up the hairstyle has messed up the clothing, has flowed down, even after it's been poured in your mouth, down into your stomach. And after all of that, you're still out in the field. 
you're still only playing the harp occasionally in the king's court i don't know who i am talking to but i want to ask you to contemplate the question while you are waiting what are you filled with frustration or are you still being faithful are you filled with frustration or are you still being faithful you've been transitioned from one role to another oil of anointing grand celebration and you were thinking that you were moving from this place to that from this position to that but you're still in the field yeah 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 occasionally you've been called to the front and given some responsibility but 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 no soon have you done playing your harp then you have to still go back and take care of sheep but i want to challenge you to still continue to be faithful while you wait and even though you are faithful please understand that your faithfulness is not an indication of the end of your wait the end of your wait must coincide with the will with the purpose and with the plan of god and he is deliberately orchestrating and bringing everything in order so that you can come to the fore i remember moses moses his mother uh caught him set him set him up in the house of pharaoh brought him home looked after him taught him sent him back to the king's court you're courting the king's court so that you can be ready to go in but it's not yet time it's not yet time it's not yet time wait because those who wait on the lord will renew their strength will mount up with wings as eagles will run and not be weary will walk and will not think your waiting is not an indication that god has changed his mind your waiting is not an indication that god is not going to bring his words to pass he is true and he cannot lie and he purposes for you to to fulfill his plan in that place but you must still wait waiting can be frustrating waiting can be frustrating feeling like cinderella but no magic shoe but still stay faithful still stay faithful stay. The, the works of god are not like magic but god is true and he cannot lie he cannot change his mind and as sure as the sun has risen over the mountains every single morning so shall also his word be that goeth forth from his mouth it shall prosper in the thing where unto he has sent it and it will surely come to pass
So David was waiting as Moses was waiting, waiting and coming to a point where God says, you are now familiar with the court. And when he thought, uh, uh, when they were grooming him and they thought that he was going to come up and take over Pharaoh's house, God says, no, 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 no. I don't want you to come to a point where you are king. I don't want you to, to, to come to a point where you are a God. I am sending you out to my people to lead them so that this small God who thinks he's a God will know that I am the great God. And so also, so, so is what he did with David out there in the field, waiting for, waiting on the sheep, looking after them. And God says, I'm going to lift you up to be king, not so that you are king and in charge, but so that you can show the people that I am in charge. Look at the deliberate steps that God took to come to David so that it would be seen, so that it would be known that he is in charge. As much as he appointed a king, God was really king. And that is why he was pulling down Saul and lifting up David. But what was David doing while he was waiting? What did David do after he left? From the from the anointed service, the anointing service. Oh, Jesus. Many of us left the anointed the anointing service and thought that with the anointing and with the power and with the gifts that were laid on us, we were going straight into full-time ministry. We felt that that was the direction and the leading, and that is what the anointing meant. God said, no, 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 no. There, I need to prepare you. I need to get ready for this. I need a warrior. And so, with the anointing that you have, go and practice the art of war in the desert. Go and practice the art of war with beasts that are impossible for men to fight so that when you stand in front of impossible when you stand in front of impossible men hallelujah you would remember that you stood in front of impossible to defeat beasts and so we see the transition between first samuel 16 moving into first samuel 17 that he listens to the treachery he listens to the blasphemy he listens to the arguments of goliath and decides that this one this great man cannot defy the armies of the living god and i take it and so he moves in the power of the spirit to engage goliath even though he was not on the throne even though he did not have the king's armor he stood in the power and in the anointing of god i want you to understand that the anointing that god has laid on you is not only for the palace but it is also to face goliath right there in the valley in the state of being not yet appointed anointed but not appointed but god still wants to use you where you 
are what was david doing while he was waiting standing up and facing the giant and saying to him when i left the anointed service when i left the anointing service i stood up in front of a bear that came against the sheep and i defeated the bear when i left the anointing service i went back out into the field and i came into contact with a lion and the lion pounced upon me but i slew the lion in the name of the lord and this philistine is no match for a lion or a bear you come to me with a sword and a shield but i come to you in the name of the lord of hosts and the bible tells us that he took his stones swung his sling and hit that lion and that, that goliath and took his head so what are you doing while you are waiting david was slaying lions tigers and bears but what about you what are you doing david was crossing valley and taking down goliath's head what are you doing with the anointing while you are waiting anointed but not yet appointed does not mean that you have nothing to do get up get up anointed but not yet appointed does not mean that you get secret service protection and 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 so you have nothing to do you have to put things in place you have to do something even while the javelin is being thrown at you while you're in that court while you're serving and they're attempting you the persons you're serving are attempting to slay you you still have to move you still have to serve your purpose you still have to do god's will again what are you doing while you are waiting while you are single and waiting for your husband you feel the anointing then you're you're anointed to be married the the prophetic word has come upon you five years seven years ten years ago and you're still waiting what, what are you doing while you are waiting called and waiting even trained still waiting wrote the manuscript but still waiting do something go out into the field some of us because we received the word, we're waiting on manna to fall from heaven into our lap. And God is saying, I, 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 I let the manna fall, but it's in the field. You need to go out into the field and collect the manna. Oh, you're single and waiting, but at home where there are no men. Single at home and waiting, but, uh, but, but, but waiting among women that are your sisters. Hmm? called and waiting but sunday class sunday school classes need teachers but you're not teaching trained and waiting but you're not delivering training to anybody wrote the manuscript and waiting but you haven't called the publisher because god is going to send a publisher to you what are you doing while you are waiting
I close with this. There were four leprous men sat outside the gates of Samaria. And when they contemplated the famine that was in the land of Israel, the Bible says that they noticed there was food, plenty, in Samaria. They said among themselves, why sit we here and die? The Bible says that as they got themselves up and went into the city, the Samaritans heard their feet as that of a mighty army and fled from the city, leaving all their gold and silver and all of the food. And not only were they filled, refreshed themselves, but they saved a nation. Get up. Stop sitting, waiting. Walk while you wait. Talk while you wait. Move while you wait. The same God who anointed you in that living room. The same God who anointed you at the altar of that church. The same God who anointed you and prophesied to you in the marketplace is the same God who will meet you in the temple courts. Is the same God who will meet you in the valley in front of Goliath. Is the same God who will meet you on the side of the mountain is the same God who will bring you into your, wherever you are, God will meet you there and move you into your purpose from that place. Why sit we here and die? Why cover the light? Why quench the spirit? Why back away from the calling? Move, walk, talk, do something. While you are waiting, what? What is it that God is asking you to do? Don't be frustrated in your faithfulness. Don't stop working because you're waiting. Do the works of God. As you are faithful with little, so will he elevate you and give you plenty amen if this podcast has been a blessing to you favorite follow share so that others can participate in the blessing thanks for being a part of this ministry in the word leave us a voice message with your feedback on how this is a blessing to you let us know if we can use your voice message in a testimonial about the blessings that this podcast has been or any questions that you may have that you would want us to address podcast we're also looking for your feedback once again thanks for being a part god bless you